Welcome back, everybody, to the Innovative Leadership Podcast. This is going to be a bit of a different episode today. Today's episode 10, which is a fun little milestone for us. Uh, Seems like we just started this thing and already we've had 10 episodes. In total, we have had 11 guests. So uh, today we're going to we're just going to take a little bit of a look back here on our journey so far, see what we've learned, what we've accomplished and going forward. What more we want to get out of this podcast? What do we want to talk about more? So uh, Stephanie Hurd's back with me, Hello. as always. Um, and, you know, this is a little bit of a, <laughs> a retrospective of sorts, maybe a, a mid-season recap, if you want to call it that also. Uh, we're just going to we're gonna look back. We're going to talk about what, what's going on in this podcast, maybe a, a state of the podcast, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as we were planning our schedule for the rest of the year and everybody that we have coming up, we're super excited. We have some really exciting guests in the pipeline for you guys. And we were looking back at everybody that we've had so far and we're like, gosh, there's been so much and we haven't really debriefed about all of it. So we thought, you know, what better way to celebrate our 10th episode milestone than to take a walk back memory lane of these, I guess, 10 episodes, that's 20 weeks of talking to leaders in the community. And the the coolest thing I think that we've been able to do in these 10 episodes is the variety of types of leaders. I mean, we've had, obviously, we started off with some innovative leaders here in our company. We've had nonprofit leaders and uh, community leaders, business leaders, Um Mother-daughter duos, mother-son duos, (laughs) family businesses. Um, It's been quite a wild ride. So, Ryan, what what was your biggest takeaway from the past 10 episodes? For me, it was something that wasn't necessarily even the main focus of this podcast, funny enough. It's the personal stories of each person who comes in because they're all kind of at a point where they fit into what this podcast is about, Mm -hmm. but the way they got here for each of them is completely different. So to hear those personal stories, I mean, last episode, Rick Weldon, you know, spending 100 days in a submarine and stuff like that and learning about people. Uh, it's just been really interesting. The innovative people kind of finding their little mm-hmm. origins of, of how they made it here. Uh, all that's been really cool to learn. And uh, it's stuff that you would never know unless you talk to that person because uh, you, you probably notice, and I've, I think I've even mentioned it, when I'm asking some questions to our guests, I've kind of stalked their LinkedIn pages or their their bio page on their company website to do a little research on them before they come in. Because um, I don't know, I haven't, outside of the innovative people, I haven't known any of them personally or mm-hmm. even met them for that matter. And so uh, I'd want to do my due diligence and have good questions to ask them. But it's it's the stuff we've uncovered that you would only ever know by, by talking to them. So that's been really fun. Absolutely. And, you know, it's funny that you say that. I was talking with um, one of our, our guests that we have scheduled to come up soon. We were talking about Rick's episode, Rick Weldon's episode, CEO of the Frederick County Chamber of Commerce. And she was like, gosh, I've known him for years and I've talked to him so much. And I don't know if I knew he was in the Navy, but even if I knew he was in the Navy, I don't think I knew he worked on a submarine. And those <laughs> stories, like, Things that people talk about on the podcast, even if you know them, things come up that maybe wouldn't have come up in just regular conversation or when you're working side by side on a project or something like that. So that's been really fun. And I think a surprising part of this is, 
you know, I've had the benefit of knowing most of the guests, not all of them, um, but most of them previously. And yeah, learning new things about them. And that is feedback that I've heard from other people too, that know our guests so that they're constantly learning new things and when I they think listen. The conversations we have are, they're conversations you wouldn't necessarily have with someone casually. They happen in business. Um, for, for most of the people we've interviewed, but it's not something you'd really sit down and let's talk about leadership. What's your journey like? How, how did you become this? You know, like right. maybe someone asking for advice might kind of have a question leading that, that way. But what we're doing here, you, you're not necessarily just going to talk about in your day to day without actively kind of facilitating it. So even, I think it's led to some interesting stuff. Even the innovative people. So our first episode was our uh, founder and CEO, Jason Rappaport. And uh, one of the episodes with Alex Samuel, our vice president of operations, he was talking about his journey and how he came to innovative and that he had two job offers and how happy he was that he took the innovative one. And I mean, Alex has worked here for nearly 20 years. He's worked with, with Jason for such a long time. And Jason said afterwards, he's like, I had no idea that Alex had two job offers. Jeez, <laughs> I'm glad he took this one. <laughs> right. Really looked out there, huh? <laughs> yeah, those, those are always fun. And um, I think from those origins, hearing people who said, you know, when I was in high school or when I was in college or even five, 10 years ago, I wanted to do this or I was doing this. And then this happened in my life, mm -hmm. completely threw me off course and pushed me to what I'm doing now. And I feel like we've had several, I think Alex being one of them, yep. Rick Weldon, Steven Stite, like so many people have gone through that same process of a big change happened in their life and now they're on a different path and it led them right to here. So all coming from different backgrounds and different lives and all kind of finding their way to this podcast. So. Yep. Yep. Even um, thinking back to Mary Ellen and, and Kelsey, um, you know, mother, daughter, I think it's probably no surprise that Kelsey ended up running her own business and, and being in the consulting space, just being, being raised by someone who was doing that. But um, you know, all of the changes in her life and career and landing where she landed. And then also, you know, all of the wise wisdom that she had learned from her mother doing this for years as she was growing up and separating the parent from the leadership coach when you're going through those times in your career of, gosh, you know, what do I do next? Um, you know, you might get advice from a parent, but then when your parent also happens to be a career and leadership coach, um, yeah. that's a, that's an interesting dynamic. Yeah. And that's led to some conversations about things being passed down and then the things that get passed down and you realize this doesn't really work anymore. This is, well, let's update this. Yep. And no, no matter what it is, I'm, we had some, a lot of work from home discussions and, and things like that. And I believe it was, um, maybe it was it Bev and Steven? We had a lot of discussion about generations. Yeah. Now each generation just kind of functions differently and has a different idea of what the workplace should look like. And those I, I really like to talk about. Yeah, that was such an interesting one talking about, you know, a family business. And I think, you know, they're an example of doing family business the right way where, you know, you're bringing in the next generation, but you still have um, a previous generation that's very active in the business and being open to certain changes, but also an understanding of why we have processes in place. And, you know, a big theme of this podcast has been EOS and uh, the EOS process that innovative has been going through. But I know in Bev and Steve's, Steven's case, um, they're also an EOS company. So that's certainly helped them have those forums to express 
all right, well, you know, have we thought about it this way? And we have this problem. Um, let's all as a group collectively brainstorm how we can can solve those problems. And I know we also see that innovative, even, you know, Tyler and Alex, they certainly have their longevity with the company and they've been in so many conversations. But when we all get in a room together and brainstorm, um, that's kind of where the magic happens. So it's just cool to see other businesses leveraging EOS, using it as an opportunity to bring those different perspectives in and kind of level the playing field and get everybody give everybody the chance to really participate in as our EOS implementer tells us working on the business and not in the business um, when you have to kind of pull yourselves up to, to solve those problems. I've noticed that even the people we bring in who aren't actually using EOS, there are certain principles they apply to their problem solving and the way they deal with people that just very naturally pop up because yep. of their leadership style and their philosophy. And I thought that was really interesting because we'll bring it up and maybe they heard of it, maybe they haven't. I think most of our guests yep. have at least heard of EOS, but just by nature of the way they operate, they are naturally just implementing some of these things because because so much of it, like we've said a million times, it's kind of common sense when you really sit down and think about it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and Mike Spigler talked about that with... Uh, the American Kidney Fund and and his journey in nonprofit leadership. I don't believe he talked about EOS specifically, but he talked a lot about accountability and holding people accountable. And, you know, obviously in nonprofit, you have a lot of people who should be working there because they're passionate about your your mission. Um, But also you're still running an organization and you have to be effective. And even though, you know, profits aren't necessarily going into anyone's pocket, they are going back to the mission and you and you have a, a job to do. And how do you hold people accountable while still being empathetic to them? I mean, those are all lessons that straight out of EOS yeah. that, that it talks about. And he talked a lot about having this, the right people around him. And yep. he's like almost just straight up using the language that we yep. use of, yeah, I have the right people around me. So it's that's just less, you know, kind of interpersonal issues I have to deal with. It's le- less tough conversations I have to have with with someone because of work ethic or, or whatever it is. And he says they still pop up because we live in an imperfect world. But um, just to hear that from people, it's like, that's funny. I mean, you, you could implement EOS in, in your business and it would probably be pretty seamless because you're already on top of things and practicing um, on those things. So uh, I lo- I've loved that from our guests. Uh, I think we have succeeded on the front of all these conversations are very people-based. There's There are very few, I mean, obviously from a, a business perspective, but we don't really have a lot of business conversations. It's very people-based. And I think we've succeeded on that front because I think we're at work. Everybody who we bring in, it's during the work week, it could be very easy to just be in business mode and talk about that. So I'm glad we've gotten people to open up and come in and have these kind of more casual, more people-based conversations. Well, and I think that's a testament to the businesses and the leaders that we've had in here that get, you know, people is, it doesn't matter what business you're in, like people's the hardest part of managing a business. Uh, The people problems are the hardest problems to solve. Um, Those people skills are the hardest skills to train. I mean, we see it here at Innovative where a technology company, you can send somebody to a class and they can learn you know, with enough time, you can learn the material. Um, you can learn how to, to do these technical skills. Some people might like it better or be more natural, have more natural aptitude towards it. Um, but it's the people stuff that, 
yes, you can coach and you can give people advice, but if you are not hardwired to be a customer service type of person, you're probably not going to succeed in a customer service type of job. Um, or if you're not hardwired to work as a team in a type of environment that a business creates, you're probably not going to be super successful in that business. Yeah. And I think that's the cool thing. Everybody that we've talked to has been really great at, you know, whether they use EOS or not, knowing what their organization's mission is and even for profits have a mission, you know, what's your why, why are you here? What's your ultimate goal and surrounding themselves with people that, you know, we say in EOS language is get it, want it capacity to do it. Um, but they've all, whether they practice EOS or not have kind of figured out that secret sauce. Yeah. And I think the people conversations are more transferable as well. It broadens the audience who might be interested in what we're saying because, man, it could be so easy. If we're just talking about nonprofits, and then we might have those discussions, mm -hmm. um, but if that's all we're going to talk about in an episode, some people are going to tune out because, like, this just doesn't apply to me. Yep. But when you're talking about working with others and some hiring practices and how do you deal with conflict, everybody has to deal with that. Oh, yeah. And that not even in business, in your family, in volunteer organizations, in, you know, if you are furthering your education in the classroom. Um, <laughs> Life. <laughs> you know, and that we even saw that with uh, Tara and Tara with Leadership Washington County. I mean, we spoke with 100% of the employees of, of Leadership Washington County. <laughs> um, so they're navigating a whole different environment where they have their LWC, the current class members, alumni, committee members, board members, the, there's the volunteer component, component that they're managing. There is, you know, the class members who have paid to participate in an experience and you're providing that to them, but you also have to encourage their development and working together. And there's certainly conflict that arises out of that. How do you manage all of that? Um, and it doesn't matter. You know, that's an example that's very much not a business, you know, a traditional business example, but the problems are all the same. And the, the people navigating is still the same as, you know, Bev and Steven in an accounting business, um, or, you know, Jason, Tyler and Alex in a, an IT business. The themes are the same. Yeah. And I think looking back on what eight, nine hours of, of conversation, basically, I think it's what it comes out. To. I'm not doing some quick math in my head here, but, um, Un while we're unpacking that, I wanted to look ahead a little bit also um, and which conversations I feel like we could even key more into. Uh, the ones I found that are great are the ones that are relevant, but very relevant for our time. Mm -hmm. So those conversations about working from home versus being in office, uh, things like that, I'd love to get more into with, with more of our guests because um, just to see what they think, because mm -hmm. it is an issue of our time. And I know everybody might think a little differently about what it should be. Um, are there any examples you might have of that where there's issues we're facing? I know the work from home thing, I feel like is number one right now. Um, yeah. Kind uh, of business people issues. Cause I, I just love digging into that stuff cause it is so relevant and it's, you know, I think it can draw people in to be like, well, I'm dealing with this today. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not just, yeah, this stuff's general. It can always be applied, but, um, yeah, I was just wondering if you had any thoughts. And if not, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the work from home thing is always relevant, especially as, you know, more and more companies are requiring workers to come back into the office. We're seeing it even at the federal government level. I know I spend a lot of time in D.C. and it is apparent by traffic 
um, that, <laughs> that people are back. And, you know, how do you manage that? That's obviously very relevant. I think, um, you know, topics of diversity, equity, and inclusion is very relevant um, in our time. And it, it even came up a little bit when we were talking with Tara um, with Leadership Washington County, you know, the connection between a program like that and the natural connection with nonprofits and community organizations participating in it. But what does a, a leader of a for-profit business get out of it? And it's really, you know, you can't possibly as one person uh, even understand, be aware of, or have empathy for every situation that all of your employees might be going through. Um, but a program like that, that shows you, you know, all facets of the community and, you know, through health and human services organizations and education and, you know, what struggles are um, kids in your community going through getting access to education and, you know, different populations that are struggling just to have access to basic needs. Um, those are all things that somebody in your company is probably going through. So I think those are topics that I'm excited to get more into. I know we have some guests lined up that'll help us um, have conversations around those topics, but yeah. yeah. And, I, and I bring it up because I feel like when we have hit those topics, I feel like our guests have been very in tune with with what's happening and like they have a nice formed opinion about it because they they are we are bringing in what what we feel and I think people who work with those people would feel they are good leaders and so mm-hmm. they're in tune with this stuff and they they know how to deal with it so I that that is one thing I'm looking forward to getting into more and I'm also looking forward to branching out a little more we've had mm-hmm. lots of local people and that's that's great but man if we get more into the region get more down into washington dc i'm looking forward to that just hearing different perspectives because i mean somebody who works in hagerstown is going to have a different perspective Mm -hmm. than somebody in frederick than somebody in gaithersburg somebody in dc so uh, that's what i'm looking forward to also yeah absolutely and i mean this podcast is is obviously we're we're pulling on our network here we're pulling on kind of the the geographic region where innovative does business kind of up and down that 270 corridor. But yeah, I mean, geez, one day I'd love to have maybe some national guests come on yeah. more people that we have access to. Um, yeah. I just think there's, there's so much opportunity and I'm excited for the guests that we have coming up. Um, and, you know, as you were talking about those relevant topics, certainly, uh, I think Rick Weldon's conversations were a great example of that with his experience in politics and um, his most recent work uh, co-chairing the transition team for Jessica, uh, County Executive Jessica Fitzwater in Frederick County. Um, and just her ability to, to bring lots of different people and perspectives together and make sure everybody is represented. I mean, that was just such an awesome conversation. Yeah, because I mean... He's in it right now. Like yep. He's talking about stuff that's happened in the past few weeks and months. So, um, yeah, definitely looking forward to that and branching out because, I mean, all those perspectives are going to be a little bit different and going to bring something fresh uh, to this podcast. So that'll be fun to get into. Um, I also want to talk more about c- company culture and how people can, beyond just having the right people around, what else do you do? Because mm-hmm. it, it can't be as simple as, we have the right people. There's got to be this that that little extra piece of love and care you give to the, your your company and and your your employees that can kind of help maintain and establish mm-hmm. that culture. Yeah, so. I mean, I think that's something that everyone that we talk to values their employees, and they want to make sure that they're creating not just a place that's conducive to coming to work and doing your job, but a place where people are genuinely excited to come and show up and participate in 
I mean, essentially the little family that you've built within your business. I mean, I'm, I definitely don't believe that everybody has to be best friends or, um, you know, hang out all the time, but it is, it has to be a functional, happy little environment that you create, um, to, for people to do good work and creating those opportunities for people to just kind of hang out. I mean, I know we just had our chili cook off that, uh, people loved here at innovative and it was the easiest, silliest thing. I mean, we do a lot of catered lunches. We have first Friday lunch, we bring food in and we've always kind of felt like, Oh, you know, we don't want to do the traditional potluck. Like we really want to provide, provide a lunch for our team. Um, but the chili cook-off, like people loved that. They loved talking to each other about what they're ch- had their ha- they had their chili <laughs> recipe, and just it was such a, a cool way to see people bond over something that they probably wouldn't typically bond over in the workplace. Like who talks about their chili recipe just randomly? Right. right. Yeah. Just the little things like that. It's like, what are you doing to make people feel happy at work? Because you want people to feel happy. You don't want it to just be. I'm not sad or angry at work. <laughs> That's a very low bar we're setting. So how can we create that environment? And that's something like yep. that. It's so simple. Like can 10 people out of our 40, 50 people in this company cook some chili and bring it in just a crock pot worth yep. of chili. And that created an hour of fun, fun piece of video content. I'll plug on our Instagram <laughs> and Facebook. If you want to go watch that, get a little recap of the chili cook off because people really did enjoy it. And it was, it was fun to see the judges kind of stressing out a little bit um to to go through and test each one um because i mean we have fun on those those first friday lunches our our fun events but uh there was something about the the food being cooked by people who work here that that was kind of an extra added layer brought a little sense of community as well yeah too and and i think a testament to the culture is how stressed out the judges were about not hurting anybody's (laughs) feelings (laughs) i mean maybe it says something about me but like i would not have cared (laughs) about that i would have been like absolutely not like your chili deserves to win but (laughs) we have a really great culture here and really great really great caring people who were so concerned that uh, they were going to hurt somebody's feelings if they said they didn't like their chili which fortunately none of the chilies i don't think any Anybody didn't like a chili. It was all very much personal yeah. preference. I tried them. I tried them all, yeah. and they were all good. So yeah, that that was helpful. But I think I'm on the other end of the. I think we both are the other end of the spectrum there, where we are so comfortable with everybody here. Yeah. we know I can. If this chili, for some reason, is not great, I can give it a lower score than somebody else right. because, right. We're, you know, we all get along. We're all cool here. So, um, oh, yeah. But that's that's. that's yeah, just part of that culture a conversation. A testament of our caring team. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and that that ties right into the work from home conversations we've been having. You know, if you want people to come back to the office, give them a reason to. And I'm certainly not saying that a chili cook-off is going to be the only reason people go back to the <laughs> back to the office. But it's that compared with other things. You know, what... Uh, equipment are you providing? Are there things that they can find at the office that helps them do their job that doesn't necessarily make sense to have at home or um, just isn't convenient to have a, at home and it's more convenient to come into the office to do certain things? Um, how can how can you create that so that people just want to come back both for the camaraderie and also some efficiencies that you can provide um, to make their lives a little bit easier? Yeah. And I want to see if people are really finding out why employees might not want to come back is it well i'm saving a lot of money on gas which 
super valid. That's great reason. Or is it, I don't really care for the environment. Right. If that's the answer, then it's like, well, what, now that opens up another can of worms. So yep. what are you doing to kind of help those expectations for somebody driving into work and ho- hopefully making them feel like it might be a more productive work day or that it's worth it for them to drive in there. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, and that goes to being empathetic to the circumstances that different employees are in. I mean, for me, it might not be, uh, you know, if I want to come in, there's not a lot of barriers for me to come in. If I live, you know, 10, 15 minutes from the office, I don't have the stress of sitting in traffic. I don't have, it's not a huge cost in gas or wear and tear on my car or anything like that. But you might have employees that if they were given the impression that maybe this work from home thing was going to be a little bit more permanent, maybe they sold a car in the pandemic. Maybe they, um, you know, their lives changed in a way that they moved farther away and, you know, they weren't expecting to have to pick up this commute again. Um, Again, there are certain jobs that are going to have certain expectations and requirements, and those are all conversations to have, Um, you know, not saying that every job can be done remotely and and sometimes you have to lay those out there. But having those conversations with transparency and empathy is something that I saw across all of our guests is even when you have to have a different conversation of, hey, I need you to come in and here's why, but let's talk about how can we make that work for you? Um, or is this job just not, is it no longer a right right person, right seat for this role anymore? What can we, if you can go out on a limb with me for a period of time, let's find another opportunity for you, if that makes sense. Those trans transparent, but yet empathetic conversations, I think are so important to creating those good cultures. And Kind of reminding ourselves and the, the listeners, I think that these conversations aren't necessarily happening everywhere. Uh, it's 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 a little bit out of the norm to just be talking, having a full blown conversation for forty five minutes about are employees happy? Is this a good workplace? That just doesn't happen all the time everywhere. And so we are very fortunate to be able to just sit to take time out of our day and just have a podcast about it for starters. Right. Um, that it's, it's easy for us to maybe take it for granted, I think. Absolutely. And and don't get me wrong. I mean, I am, we are not delusional uh, and <laughs> to think that um, everyone in every one of these organizations is happy and on board with every single decision. I mean, it's an, it's a numbers game. Eventually your company will reach a certain size where it is just, impossible because everybody is different and has different values and different ways of looking at the world. Um, eventually somebody's not going to be excited about a certain decisions that's made. And that's really where the rubber meets the road. And how do you handle that? How do yeah. I make sure that people feel heard? They feel understood. They don't feel like they're something's going against them a hundred percent of the time. Like, okay, maybe this one didn't go my way, but the next one did. Um, and, having those conversations of, okay, like if, if you, if you go with me down this road, uh, what does it look like? What are some of your ideas? Or maybe we can, we can go another direction if this doesn't work out, but this is kind of the direction we're going right now. Um, how you handle the, those points of conflict is, is where the culture happens. Yeah. And I think those conversations that we have here can kind of mirror the workplace a little bit where this is, these are serious topics, but our conversation is very more relaxed and casual. We're open to bouncing ideas off each other. Um, there, it's 
it doesn't all have to be so life or death because mm-hmm. there are issues that are literally life or death. And if it's not, I think it's okay to take a step back. The, the high level view, we can speak more casually about this. We can enjoy ourselves while still dealing with things that are serious. I think to find that balance on this podcast that can mirror itself in the workplace. Oh, absolutely. And there's, um, you know, going tying it back to EOS, EOS has uh, a tool called quarterly conversations um, with your employees just to make sure that at least once a quarter, yes, absolutely. If something needs to be addressed right away or, you know, somebody has made an error or doing something that they need to not be doing, you want to address that in the moment. Um, but sometimes there are just those little things either, hey, I, I, I've noticed this thing over time, what's that about? Let's talk about it. Or even just where do you want to go? What's next? Um, how are you feeling in your role? So much of our day-to-day meetings are so tactical. And to just make sure that once a quarter, you're coming, kind of coming up for air. I think in more tactical roles, those conversations need to be planned a little bit more. In some roles, it might be, you know, Ryan, you and I going somewhere in the car and we just have that quarterly conversation in yeah. a more a more casual way. But just to something that makes sure that you're checking in on how people are doing and gives you the opportunity to plant the seeds of what might be coming down the pike. Hey, you know, we're tossing this around or this is a problem that we're looking at. And these are some of the possible solutions. I mean, I would hope that we keep using the the work from home thing as an example. And I just think it's such a great example of so many things is work from home going to be taken or when people are asked to come back in the office is it going to be better to just drop that on them? Hey, Monday, everybody, everybody, you're back in. Or six months before, hey, you know, here's here's things that we're seeing. We're probably going to be moving in a direction of requiring some more time in the office. Like just making sure that people are aware that that's coming. How does that hit you? Are there problems that we can start getting ahead of? Um, if somebody's really like, wow, I do not budget for the now, you know, $70 a week that it's going to take me to come into the office. I didn't know this was coming. If somebody's truly blindsided about that, I would want to know about that as far in advance as possible um, so that I can ca- try and figure something out. Yeah. And I think in the vein of people <laughs> coming here and having more casual conversations, uh, I think we also have a lot of fun. And I think the reason that can happen and that comes through is that even in conflict, I think. Most of these people, if not all of them, are doing something they enjoy. And so even if we are working through some type of issue, like I I know we hear um, Tyler Snyder here at work, we'll be trying to solve a problem in our L10 meeting. And he goes, that's all right. I love this stuff. Like, it'll and it'll, it'll be like something wrong with some little process or something. But he's like, I love to talk through this and to discuss it because I love what I do. And so I think that's why we are able to still laugh and have fun here, even with some more serious subject matter, because we just love talking about it. We love what we do. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, that all all of this stuff just connects like you can go through any anything we've just talked about in the last half hour plus you can you can pin it to something else and go, oh, well, this happens because of this. And well, the culture is good here. Then, yeah, we can't have some fun events because people get along. So Mm -hmm. I like that it all intersects and like you can listen to each episode's podcast and connect one to the other. Oh yeah. And I mean, that's right person, right seats, knowing that different seats require different skill sets. Like, you know, Tyler saying 
this isn't a problem. I love, I love solving problems like this. Like this is what gets me out of bed in the morning where somebody else might be like, gosh, when that, when a problem like that happens, I just want to hide under the covers and not get out of bed. Um, That person might not be the the right person to be in a role like Tyler's where his whole job is solving problems all day long. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And you know, it's not all black and white. Like there are the, you know, serious code red top of the line issues and they're just, nobody wants to deal with them. But if you can enjoy all the small to medium sized issues and just ha- see the good in that and mm-hmm. you d- you're doing what you love, then the, the bad stuff isn't quite as bad. So it's all about perspective, I feel like. And again, all this stuff is just one big, one big pile of leadership, I guess. So um, I'm glad we, we had this episode because we, we record these episodes, we sit down with these people and then we might discuss it a little bit afterward of like, I like this and I like that discussion, right. but um, we never had a chance to really unpack the podcast on the podcast. So to be able to kind of go back and kind of debrief on uh, these these last nine episodes, I think is cool. And, um, you know, pro- maybe something to do again in the future, I think would be cool to just kind of sit back and go, all right, what have we learned here? Uh, what can we pull from this mm-hmm. going forward? So um, this was cool. Yeah. And I think it helps us too, as we're thinking about future guests, you know, well, you get so stuck in the like, who's next? Who are we going to put on the schedule to really sit and reflect? Okay. Who have we had over the last 10 episodes and kind of who haven't we had? Um, what, what voices haven't we heard from and how can we make sure that we hear from, from other types of conversations in the future? And I, I'm really excited about how, who we have in the pipeline, um, to come up because I think we're going to have some unique conversations still spanning, you know, nonprofit, volunteer organizations, people earlier in their careers, later in their careers, yeah, transitioning out of their careers, um, entering leadership roles. Um, I'm looking forward to when we get even further down the line, maybe having some repeat guests yes. to come back. And that's where we can, again, hit on those more kind of hot topic mm-hmm. issues of this is what's happening right now. You were on a, a year plus ago. This wasn't really happening. So what do you, what do you, what do you think? Um, have you learned anything since you were on? Like, what, what are you doing differently now that if you listen back, you go, well, that wasn't really perfect. What I said there. Oh yeah. And we, we talk about that all the time when we record episodes of gee, I worried about filling an hour and here we are. I could have gone on for another hour. Um, And there's just so much to talk about when you start unpacking this. So yeah, I think repeat guests would be really interesting to have and maybe asking guests back to comment on things that we've talked about with other guests that we maybe didn't think to bring up with this other guest, but their take would be really interesting. So absolutely. um, Give give them a little homework. (laughs) Yeah. Here, listen to this episode and come in and tell us what you thought of. Yeah, he I mean, our, about it. our first guest was Jason, and for whatever reason, that's our shortest episode, and I don't know how that happened. Maybe yeah. it's our first guest, and we were we thought we were crunched for time or something. I don't know how that happened, but we can get more than thirty five minutes out of Jason. Trust me, we can get hours and hours <laughs> and hours. Jason, if you're listening, his head is probably nodding yes. He has hours <laughs> of things to say. Um, so yes, I'm sure he will be a repeat guest. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Um, but this has been cool. So thank you all for tuning in. Yeah, I hope you I thank hope, you, Ryan, for leading us <laughs> through this adventure. It's it's been a pleasure. Oh, it's this has been. I mean, this is again, this is that fun work for me. I mean, this is this is 
hard to consider work, uh, just sitting and uh, running my mouth for an hour or so at a time. It, it, it comes naturally to me. <laughs> so uh, happy to do that. Uh, a lot of my work is video editing or writing. And so it's fun to just be able to sit and talk and just kind of let these thoughts out. And again, talk to very interesting people who we could go on for hours about. So this has been fun. I hope you all have enjoyed this this podcast about the podcast. Um, and if, if you've listened to every episode, I think you might get a little more out of this. And hey, maybe if you haven't, go back and listen to all of them. I think I think it'll be worth your time. Everybody's a little bit different and conversations vary from person to person. So Yes. And thanks to everyone has, who has been listening. Um, the feedback from this show has floored me, honestly. I really expected at least the first couple ep- episodes that we would be talking to nobody. Um, <laughs> so when somebody comes up to me and says, I saw you saw a pod- I saw you started a podcast and I've been listening to it, like it makes my heart happy so much. So thank you to everyone who has listened to any part of any episode. We appreciate you. Absolutely. And recommend it to your friends, your coworkers, because this is a podcast that's pretty much about working in a sense. It's about people, but um, with a business focus. So you can you can throw this on at work. It's safe for work. Um, hopefully it's interesting. It'll get you engaged and maybe it'll get you a little pumped up for your work day thinking, all right, we can, these people like what they're doing. I can do this too. So uh, thank you for listening. The support's been awesome. And uh, we'll be back next time. Back as usual, we'll have a, we'll have a guest with us and uh, some more intriguing conversations about people and leadership and business. So Uh, We appreciate you and we'll talk to you soon.